God bless you and welcome to another episode of the Rock Your World Naturally Show, where faith, integrative medicine, and practical lifestyle approaches meet to help women feel, look, and live better. So sister, how are you feeling, looking, and living these days? As a health coach, I hear so many reasons from women as to why they don't move forward with improving their health. And honestly, many of those reasons are often rooted in procrastination. Procrastination is an issue that each and every one of us has experienced at one time or another. And procrastination is actually an enemy to you experiencing good health. In this episode, I'm continuing with our freedom series as we talk about freedom from procrastination. I'm going to share some biblical perspectives regarding procrastination, where it comes from, and what you can do to move forward into freedom for good. Let's get into it. When it comes to women's health, there's an overwhelming amount of information out there, and honestly, it can be quite confusing. Diets, fads, trends, which one is right? What if I told you the answers to optimal health can be found in one of the most ancient medical books ever written, the Bible. If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show. I'm Rakesia McMillan, honorably retired Air Force veteran, certified health coach, and award-winning author. After years of trying to recover my health the world's way, I was still sick, depressed, and had no energy. Finally, I surrendered to God and he showed me in the Bible how to recover my health and it rocked my world naturally. My calling is to help women who are struggling and burnout to have more energy and lose weight by using God's prescription for physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you're ready to experience extraordinary health, grab your favorite herbal tea or power smoothie and let's get ready to rock your world naturally. A few weeks ago, I received a phone call from a woman that I worked with a few years ago with mental health and emotional coaching. And I had invited her to work with me on her health because she was experiencing several metabolic health issues such as obesity, diabetes, and hypoglycemia. And she kept telling me that she was going to work with me and that she would get back to me. And when I got the call, I heard the pain in her voice. She shared that she went to the doctors and tested positive for cancer. And it's a call that nobody wants to receive, even especially as a health coach. My heart was heavy because I felt that maybe if she had worked with me to get these issues under control, that we would be having a different conversation. And my heart sank even more when she told me that she would be put on a diet from her doctors that consisted of soft foods such as white bread, white potatoes, and canned fruit. And as a health professional, I know that these types of foods, they, they literally only feed cancer cells and they don't do anything to reverse or treat it. And when I shared that she needed to consider focusing on a diet to nourish the blood environment within her body to help support her through her health journey, 
She was totally fixed on what her doctors had advised her to do. And she told me that she didn't know if she could do this because she had to follow her doctor's orders regarding her diet. I told her that I would continue to pray with her and stand in agreement for her healing. And I share this account because our topic today is freedom from procrastination. And just as I shared this very serious and deep moment, there are consequences that are connected to procrastinating. There's a price that comes with it. And we have to ask ourselves the question, is it a price that we are ready and willing to pay when it comes to our health? Now, I am certainly a woman of faith. I believe and I've seen God perform many healing miracles. But at the same time, if we're doing things that do not support our health, according to the word of God, the outcome will result in illness or a shortened life. And so I want to take a look into the meaning of procrastination to get a perspective on how that correlates to different aspects of our lives. And so procrastination is the act of unnecessarily and voluntarily delaying or postponing something despite knowing that there will be negative consequences for doing so. The word originated from the Latin word procrastinitis, which itself evolved from the prefix pro meaning forward and crastinus meaning of tomorrow. And so oftentimes when we look at procrastination, it's viewed as a habitual human behavior, something that is repeatedly done over and over again, whether it's delaying everyday chores or putting off important tasks such as attending appointments, submitting reports to your job, getting those assignments done academically, or even talking about those topics that are stressful with our partners, with our spouses. And many times it's perceived as being a negative trait due to its hindering effect on a person's productivity. It's often associated with depression, low self-esteem, guilt, and even inadequacy when it comes down to procrastination. And some current statistics show that individuals, as many as 20% of adults and 50% of college students are chronically impacted by procrastination. And so when this takes place, there are other issues that come as a result of procrastination. It results in lower productivity, poor academic performance, poor financial status. It results in poor emotional well-being, mental health, even physical health. And it's because there's a delay in getting help for the issues at hand. There was a Greek poet named 
Hesiod, who wrote around 800 BC, and this is what he cautioned. He cautioned not to put your work off till tomorrow and the day after. And then the Roman council Cicero called procrastination hateful in the conduct of affairs. Biblically speaking, the Bible doesn't use the word procrastination, but the Bible does point out a variety of terms to describe procrastination, such as slothful, idleness, sluggard, and slack. The book of Proverbs is filled with wisdom on the subject of procrastination, and I'm just going to go over a couple of those scriptures, those words that were written by the wise King Solomon. Proverbs 13 and 4 says that the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Proverbs 20 verse 4 says the sluggard does not plow in the autumn. He will seek at harvest and have nothing. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Proverbs 10, verse 4. And so from these scriptures, we see the consequences that follow procrastination. It talks about having an impoverished spirit. It talks about lack, poverty, unfruitful results. No productivity, no deposit, no return. And so we see that procrastination has no benefits that are attached to it. But on the flip side, when we take deliberate actions and we work diligently to maximize the time that we've been blessed with, it yields fruitful results. And so we have to ask the question, how does procrastination start? Where does it begin? And so we have to take a look at it from the perspective of how God designed our makeup. Because in secular society, outwardly procrastination looks like It's a bad habit that simply must be changed. But where do these habits form and where do they start? And so going back to how God designed us, he designed us with a body, with a soul, and with a spirit. And our body is our earth suit. It is the place that we carry out our actions, our habits, It's how we live and and move in this earth. If we didn't have a body, our body is what actually holds us all together. And our spirit is the place within us that connects us with God. It's um, the connection is formed when we read our Bibles, when we study the word of God, we spend time in prayer, when we worship, when we're fasting. And so we receive instructions and wisdom and understanding and knowledge into our spirit, 
which is perceived by our soul. And the soul is our mind, our will, emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis that when God created man, that he breathed the breath of life into us and we became a living soul. And so the soul is living. It is where we think. It is where our emotions exist. And so the soul is the seat of procrastination and rests within our emotions. And I'll explain that a little bit more. So many times individuals address procrastination from the outside only. They're addressing the habits, the behavior, whether that's chronic lateness, whether it's missing missed appointments, whether it's addressing putting off important decisions such as managing finances or even taking care of our health. So we're looking at it from the outward, like we must change the behavior. So you buy the planner, you set up systems, you make the commitment to improve your health. Every new year, you make that promise that you're going to be a new year, new you, new year, or new year, new you. Um, The commitment takes place every year. You know what you need to do, but inwardly there's something taking place that is hindering you from moving forward. And the reason why that is, is because procrastination isn't really a time management issue. It is an emotional management issue that resides within your soul. And so how do emotions impact your decision-making ability? And so I want you to take a moment to think about your health. What emotions come up for you when you think about improving your health? And when you have a quiet moment, I want you to take out a sheet of paper and I want you to begin to write some of the things that you are experiencing emotionally. So an example of this would be, when I think about my health, I feel or I sense feelings of anxiety. And then you need to write out and explain why that anxiety is coming upon you. So it might look like this. You write out the emotion anxiety and next to it, you write out, I'm afraid that it's going to be too hard for me to lose weight. I'm anxious or afraid that this will not work. I'm anxious or afraid that I won't follow through. I'm afraid of failure. Another emotion might be frustration. I'm frustrated because I've tried several programs and I haven't been able to lose weight. 
I've tried several programs. I'm frustrated and I'm not seeing an increase in my energy levels. I'm frustrated because I'm still living in chronic pain. Or you may be experiencing an emotion that is connected to sadness regarding your health. I'm sad because I compare myself to other women and feel like I will never measure up. So what's the point? You may even feel anger. So write down that emotion, anger. I feel anger because I feel like I'm being deprived of the foods that I want to enjoy. And so when we really reflect and think about these emotions that I've just shared, negative emotions, that procrastination is actually a way of coping to avoid what needs to be done so that you don't have to confront the emotions. So imagine this with me, if you will. You are sitting down with me and we begin to talk about your health. We talk about the future. We talk about achieving your goals of looking, living, and feeling better. We talk about you reaching your goals. And we talk about the hard times that will come along with that. And so as you hear the hard times that will come, there's an emotional trigger that takes place. And that emotional coping strategy kicks in within your soul that will keep you away from addressing the negative emotion or the feeling of anxiety, fear, sadness, frustration, or anger turning you away again from facing the feelings head on. And inevitably, you avoid the task of becoming healthier or the goal of becoming healthier and instead brace the commonality of procrastination. And so do you see the cycle of emotional dysregulation? And emotional dysregulation is not being able to control your emotions or you're being ruled by your emotions. And not being able to control your emotions is a symptom of the soul that involves having a challenge controlling your emotions and how you act on those feelings. And the key factor, again, is how you act on those feelings. So if you're having trouble managing your emotions, this interferes with how you pursue your goals in life and it hinders you from achieving the desired outcomes like improving your health. And so what are the keys to freedom when it comes down to procrastination? Number one is that our lives must be governed by the Holy Spirit. Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 22 through 26, talks about the fruit of the Spirit 
and managing our emotions. And so the scripture says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which means self-control or controlling your emotions. Against such there is no law. And it goes on down to the 24th verse where it talks about those that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections. And when we see affections here, it is talking about negative emotions as well as crucifying the lusts, which are those sinful longings which lead to falling away from God. So it's crucifying our negative emotions. So if we don't crucify negative emotions that rest within our soul, negative emotions will choke out the fruit that God wants to produce in your life. And from personal experience and walking with God and so many things that have been reflected in the scriptures, the number one way to crucify the flesh and negative emotions is by living a life of fasting and prayer. And for more information on how to incorporate these spiritual disciplines into your life, I'm encouraging you to listen to podcast episode 62, Divine Alignment Through Fasting. And so when we are bearing the fruit of the Spirit, we will begin to manage and regulate our emotions with the help of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will help to steer and direct how you feel and how you react. And so the key to overcoming procrastination, again, must first address the emotional unrest that is within your soul that we can certainly get planners, we can get calendars, we can get wonderful tools. But if we are not addressing the root of the behavior, then it's not going to work. And so the third thing that we must do is that we have to bring our emotions to God in prayer. And the Bible shares that any emotion, whether it's happiness, sadness, or worry, that we should bring them to God in prayer, according to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we must pray and ask God to show us what negative emotions are interfering with you reaching your health goals. And I want to invite you and encourage you to invite God into your emotions 
because he gave us emotions for a reason. But if there are negative emotions that are impacting or impeding our progress, then we need to bring it to God because it is interfering with you reaching your health goals. So is it fear? And if so, what do you fear? Is it anger? Where is the anger coming from? Is it frustration? Why are you frustrated? And if your feelings are not measuring up to Philippians 4, 6 through 8, then those emotions must be addressed. And when we bring our concerns to God in prayer, this allows his peace and his guidance to rule our lives according to the scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 reminds us that we are to cast down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So we must arrest those negative arguments. We must arrest those negative emotions and bring them subject under the obedience of Christ, which is the word of God. And so these scriptures encourage us to cast down anything that goes against God's knowledge. We can cast down emotions that are used negatively in favor of walking and living in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And by following the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we can use our emotions positively. And again, this is one of the keys to overcoming procrastination. The other area that will help when it comes to emotional regulation or getting our emotions in a healthy state is through scripture meditation. And this is one of the things that I enjoy and I love to do very much because it helps me to stay grounded and centered and in that place of peace. And meditating on scriptures promotes well-being. It promotes emotional balance. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And one of the things I want to encourage you to do is to pray and ask God to show you what scripture you need to focus on in this particular time or season in your life. And once you get that scripture, I want you to carve out five to 10 minutes a day and simply read that scripture over and over to where you're dwelling on it, you're thinking about it, you are saying it, and this is the form of meditation. And after you finish reading the scripture mindfully, as you're dwelling on the scripture, as you're saturating your spirit with the scripture, after you're deeply thinking about it, leave a few minutes to hear 
what God is speaking back to you from that scripture. Write down what you sense he's saying in a journal and refer to it later on as the Holy Spirit leads you. And when negative emotions show up, your mind and your spirit are going to be so filled with the word, you're going to do what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4. When the enemy came to him with negative words to try to twist him emotionally, he quoted the scriptures. And the negative voice of the enemy was shut down. And so we follow that pattern that Jesus lived out by speaking the word of God. And that comes through meditating on the scriptures. And then the last thing when it comes to finding freedom from procrastination is simply incorporating those practical tools. Yes, things like the Franklin Planner or Google Calendar, which I'm a fan of the Google Calendar. I'm also a fan of pen and paper because I journal a lot too. (laughs) So find yourself pen and paper, Google Calendar, Franklin Planner, Whatever works best for you, this is going to help you to stay focused and begin to break down some of those things in small tasks so that you don't become overwhelmed. And so many times, you know, secular society teaches us to handle procrastination by addressing the habit first. But we've got to look at the emotional side first to get to the core and the root so that we can heal the emotional state that will in turn heal the habits and break those negative habits, whether it's recurring lateness, whether it's avoidant behavior we'll begin to address these things head on. In Matthew chapter 25, it gives an account of 10 women who procrastinated and the results that happened because of their procrastination. And the scripture reads, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. 
And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And one other scripture I want to read that ties into this account is 1 Thessalonians 5.23. It says, The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit, your soul, and your body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Being healthy is a part of God's salvation plan. He wants our whole spirit, soul, and body to be preserved blameless so that we can be prepared for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so while we're waiting for his return, this is a time of preparation. It is a time for us as his bride to be ready in body, soul, and spirit. And the account of the ten virgins is provided to let us know that we are to not be foolish women, women who are ruled by negative emotions, but we are to be wise women who have our lamps filled with oil at all times. The world needs the oil that is in your lamp. We can't look to others to do the work, but it's something that we must do. And for them, it was too late. And when they went to get the oil because of their procrastination, they missed out on eternal salvation and the glorious blessings that God had for them. And so my prayer for you is that you will seek God concerning what is holding you back from entering into a healthy place because we've been called to be healthy for a higher purpose. And I want to encourage you to begin looking at your health differently. I want to encourage you to begin addressing those areas in your soul, the emotional part of you that needs healing. And if you need additional support for your emotional, physical, or spiritual health, I'm encouraging. I invite you to reach out to me. This is what God has called me to do, to help women to get aligned in their total health. You can listen to this teaching again and apply what has been shared so that you can experience freedom from procrastination. And if this series, if you feel that it has been adding value to your life, please share it with another sister, with a friend, with a family member. And next week, I'll be closing out 
the Freedom Series with Freedom from the World's System. I would also love for you to join me in closing out the Freedom Series with my five-day Feel the Freedom in Christ Challenge group, which kicks off in my community at rakesiamcmillancommunity.com. I'll have scripture challenges, testimonies, and fun activities just for you. I would love for you to join and be a part of our tribe, of our community. I pray that you were blessed by today's topic. God bless you. I pray that you enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you in a few days. God bless you. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed and challenged you to move towards living the abundant life that God has for you. If so, would you stop right now to share this episode with someone who's been praying to improve their health spiritually, physically, or emotionally? I would love it if you could take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're liking the show. Also, it rocks my world to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to my free community, rakesiamcmillancommunity.com to grab your free gifts. I have everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Also head over to rakesiamcmillan.com to explore my health products and sign up for free complimentary health coaching. My prayer for you will always be 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.